0: This is The Future of Finance by Motive Labs.
1: Hello, welcome to The Future of Finance, the Motive Labs podcast where we live and breathe the next generation of financial technology. Hi, welcome back. This is Sam Tidswell-Norish again, reporting live from Nursultan in Kazakhstan. We're here, as you know, for the AFD, Astana Finance Days. It's a week of all sorts of activities. I was on the airplane with a load of lawyers and judges coming over from the UK, but we've got an incredibly eclectic group of people who've congregated here for this occasion. And it really does look like it's going to be a goody. I'm joined today by Zhao Chen Shan, who is the president for FinTech for Good. Welcome.
0: Thank you very much.
1: So let's start at the very beginning. We'll paint a beautiful picture for our listeners. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your career to date and what FinTech for Good is? Sure.
0: I'm the president of FinTech for Good, and, uh, my background is more from the Sustainable Development Goal, UN, World Bank, and I participated in the COP 15 and the climate negotiation. I worked for United Nations Secretary General Climate Change Support Team and worked in World Bank as a climate finance specialist, and then I started, uh, FinTech for Good and we are a blockchain and a fintech incubator accelerator investor. We identify the best fintech and blockchain innovation through our programs that we bring them to frontier market, market and we apply fintech and blockchain innovation to
1: address some of the world's most challenging problems. Let's talk about that for a moment, because I can already feel myself getting passionate about some of the stuff that you guys are trying to solve. You talked about the UN Sustainable Development Goals. They need people like you more than ever. I don't think we're anywhere near on track to tick the boxes that we've set out to achieve. What is it that FinTech for good is going after?
0: When we are you know, talking about uh, Sustainable Development Goals, uh, no matter is the 17 goals or 169 indicators, the number one thing is uh, the cost. The cost to achieve that uh, is uh, enormous. And uh, we need to, a lot of uh, investment going into SDG. But uh, many of the time, we find that. Uh, for example, reporting and monitoring of the achievements is very highly costly. And using blockchain technology, we can reduce dramatically that cost. And the money saved from the technological innovation can be reinvested in the SDG. The second part is that, you know, when we are talking about leveraging private sector finance in SDG, private investments always need results. and uh, Many times the private investors are in lack of confidence whether you know the money spent have achieved the results uh, you know targeted. And using blockchain based technology that we can reinvent the monitor and evaluation system will not only make the system more cost effective, but also trustworthy and uh, the third component is that uh, to drive more finance into this uh, and we need to leverage all kind of new instruments blockchain based uh, technology have enabled uh, you know many new financial instruments uh, to be introduced in the capital market, uh, like uh, digital currency, like digital asset based lending, and like smart contract enabled new type of financial instruments. So all of them can drive new type of finance into this and to address the gap where that's, we don't have sufficient funding for SDG.
1: It's a really good point. I mean, distributed ledger technology, by definition, is about a network effect. It's about multiple market participants and effectively cost mutualization. So I I can already see a a ton of use cases. In fact, some of our portfolio firms are leveraging distributed ledger technologies to create those, those cost synergies already. Let's talk about Kazakhstan and really what the opportunity that you see around fintech for good is within Kazakhstan.
0: Kazakhstan is a leader in the digitalization. It's interesting that although, you know, the brand still need more recognition by the international community, but there are a lot of going on here and especially We have seen, you know, the launch of uh, Astana International Finance Center, where that new policies are being introduced to enable innovation. And, uh, you know, I'm here to review two new pieces of legislation. And one is, uh, you know, crowdfunding legislation, where that you can now come to Kazakhstan to launch your crowdfunding platform or your lending platform. And I think that can just really provide opportunities for the business who, you know, really want to just bring that tested crowdfunding model in Kazakhstan. And on the other hand, that's because the crowdfunding can enable startups to just raise funding from the crowd investor where this new instrument will just be able to mobilize much more capital into innovation. This is in one type of legislation enabled technology innovation. The second part is that you can look into the sandbox, which was introduced by AIFC. Just within two years, we already seen more than 100 companies who enter into the sandbox and uh, very recently AFC is working with uh, GFIN to just uh, you know work not only on the sandbox in Kazakhstan but also just uh, collaborate with other jurisdictions where that you can pilot in one jurisdiction but also can just uh, comply with uh, other jurisdictions which are within GFIN. So I think that can provide a lot of new opportunities for any company who come to Kazakhstan, but also target to, to enter into international market. And the third type of uh, activity or exciting work is that uh, around innovation. And, you know, we are sitting here in this beautiful building, which was used, uh, you know, during the expo and uh, Kazakhstan provide, uh, you know, a lot of uh, resources for innovators uh, to come to Astana and you have uh, office space, uh, you have, uh, you know, market instrument, you have enabling policy, and especially, you know, in the blockchain space where that's uh, Kazakhstan already defined digital currency as e-currency and which has a legal status. And uh, many other jurisdictions don't have such uh, you know legislation And within the sandbox uh, we are the same many digital currency company, digital asset company, digital exchange company which are operating here mm-hmm. and when you come here you will have an ecosystem which can enable you to just uh, launch your pilot and also grow bigger and enter into international market from here, go international yeah
1: you mentioned at the start crowdfunding uh, I think, we saw if we think of crowdfunding in the same light as peer-to-peer we saw an incredible early stage sort of catalyst movement in china of peer-to-peer lenders now they did have to tighten that regulation but i think we can learn from china's impressive momentum they haven't over regulated to begin with they've just allowed people to get going and then when they need to trim the grass they trim the grass and rein people back a bit but That was a really interesting lesson, I think, that we could all learn. Don't overregulate, provide a landscape for innovation, get going, and then regulate where you need to along the way.
2: Most of the guests on this podcast read our newsletter every week, so we thought you'd enjoy it too. It's called Brain Food. It comes out every Sunday morning, and it's packed with all the things you need to know about financial services and technology. You can subscribe at motivepartners.com.
1: Fintech for Good is, as you said, an accelerator, and you've had a number of pretty exciting companies come through it. Can you maybe name one or two of them and tell us what it was about them that you liked the most?
0: Yeah, as our name suggests that, you know, we are working on Fintech uh, and uh, for Good. So, you know, one of uh, the startup that uh, we incubated is called uh, ZOS, and which is a decentralized finance innovation they provide digital asset back lending for unbanked and underbanked and as anybody you know who are in the blockchain space you probably are aware of uh, Facebook's uh, Libra so Libra is you know trying to just provide banking service and financial infrastructure for the 1.7 billion unbanked and the ZOS is you know Having the same vision to provide loans and other financial products to all who are unbanked, and another vision for the company is really to just make everyone as a banker. If you have you know digital assets, you want to just make you know profits out of this digital asset, then you can use this platform to just provide loans, and then. Many of those micro borrowers who don't need to have collateral before and then can just access to capital in a new way. So this is, you know, one example. And another very exciting startup that we incubated is called Twiba. So in many developing countries, Especially least developing country, there are limited uh, opportunities out there, and uh, many uh, cannot really cash their skills uh, or you know manufacture a product to sell. And then using Twiba, you can first uh, digitalize uh, your skill set, and then make it a digital product, and others can just uh, you know through Twiba platform can just. Uh, Buy and sell and promote your digital product, and the third interesting project I want to share is called Vodiacs. This company is very interesting. It has more than seven years history. They firstly onboarded a lot of like a telecom company that you can just top up your phone in like more than hundred countries using the platform. And uh, with the blockchain technology, you can complete a micro task, like a watch a video, watch some like a PR or some marketing video from like a brand. Then by giving your attention to this advertisement, then you will get a digital assets. And uh, then on average, if you spend a few hours a day on um, watching those or uh, completing some micro task, you can earn around $5 or even more. So in many of the developing countries, or these developing countries, has created new opportunities or new jobs where that's, you know, you don't need to really just find a job in an organization, but complete task at home, and you can continue to take care of your family, but also earn money for your family as well.
1: That's really cool. Thank you. You talked about new forms of access to capital, which got me going off momentarily in a daydream, Mm -hmm. thinking about the platform that you've created and the opportunity that you'd provide for impact investors. Do you have a network of impact investors that you partner with?
0: Yes, and actually... We were named by one of the magazine as uh, the FinTech Impact Network Award winner in 2019. So we definitely work with many of the impact investors uh, to just uh, bring their capital into new innovation. And uh, from the impact investors, we have three different groups that we work with. And uh, one groups are traditional foundations. They provide grants to just uh, you know serve as the seed money and to enable, you know, the for good type of yes. projects. The second group are the traditional impact investors and where that uh, they need to look at uh, the return. And uh, it has to be a commercial project or commercially viable project, but also have co-benefit, no matter its uh, social inclusion or its uh, environmental protection. But uh, through this kind of uh, collaboration that we can bring the stage one, type of project after the seed and bring them to the impact investors and then to just help them to scale. The third type of impact investor we work with are those digital asset owners or digital investors where they make a great return from investing in digital currency and now that they are ready to do more good to enable socially good innovation. And uh, in this, uh, uh, there are two different uh, tracks. One is that uh, using blockchain-based system, then they can just uh, develop a new matrix. And uh, then they can capture better results and also report that back directly to their stakeholder in the distributed community. And the other group is that uh, then they can use um, the new type of uh, Assets generated from trading coins and bring that no matter as interest or as return as a share common and they use the share common to just bring as a new type of capital for good type of projects.
1: And perhaps you could tell me and forgive me if, if this is something you do do, but. Do your investors, when they think about ROI, they're not just thinking about return on capital. They're thinking about why they get out of bed in the morning. It's for impact. Have you got any form of indices or scorecard methodology against the UN Sustainable Development Goals?
0: Yeah, and uh, we have two different metrics that we look at. Uh, one matrix is uh, like a diamond uh, methodology that we look at, uh, you know, four different uh, aspect one is the social return one is the environmental return and one is the commercial return and the other is the long-term performance of the company so then we use this four dimension to calculate to get a score and then the company which is above this score will just receive funding if anyone which is you know below the score they can't and the other matrix that we use is, you know, really in the secure token offering space, and where that, you know, we are working with a platform which just included a smart contract into the matrix. And where that, you know, we first are looking at this investment against the UN SDG and under this 17 different vertical and uh, then to just uh, look into each of the performance of the project and uh, then to launch the security token offering. And uh, when those uh, impact investors who have the similar goal to achieve, for example, poverty reduction, they can look into the project, uh, looking at uh, you know, the result framework indicators and uh, invest in the security and participate in the security token offering. And where that is a new type of fundraising it's like IPO, but through the digital assets investment or digital security. But the difference between this digital security or security token offering platform with other SDO platform is that we use SDG as the main matrix for the securities.
1: That's really useful. And I'm just going to play back your scorecard kind of methodology. So you have your social return, your environmental return, your commercial return, and then you have your long-term performance. And then if you're above the score, you're eligible to then be further considered for investment. And if you're below it, that's a deal breaker. Very, very clever. We need to wrap up. I'm asking everyone the same question. We're helping tell the Kazakhstan story. It's a beautiful story to tell. We're Mm -hmm. just trying to amplify it through the podcast. Can you tell our listeners one thing about Kazakhstan that you don't think that they would know?
0: I think that's one thing about Kazakhstan. is really about their green strategy. You know, because Kazakhstan is an oil-gas-rich country, and people may think, uh, you know, Kazakhstan is not green enough. But actually, you know, green strategy is one of the key strategy for the country. And then they have already developed a number of uh, activities uh, to just implement uh, the climate change plan and the reported uh, INDC and all that, and uh, you know, one early conversation we had uh, with uh, you know uh, several new ministries who are working around this topic on how to use blockchain to just uh, reduce uh, carbon emission and uh, in support climate adaptation and mobilizing more finance into climate change finance. And I think those kind of new opportunities, which probably are not known by all, and we have early discussion with the government to just host an event during the next United Nations General Assembly, and where that's during the Climate Innovation Summit, where that we can showcase Kazakhstan's blockchain for climate work. And I think that'll be very, very exciting.
1: Perfect. What a way to end. Thank you so much for your time. I'm looking forward to spending more time with you over the next couple of days. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time and insights. And thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Sam. See you next time.